welcome to It's All in the Family podcast. I'm here with uh, Sister Bree and Brolo Tony, and uh, we're wondering who those Badgers were last night. How about how about those Badgers, Bree? What'd you think? Man, we could actually throw the ball. Yeah. We had a very reliable quarterback. Graham F. and Mertz. Graham F. and Mertz. Stat line, 19 for 20 throw passing, uh, 248 yards, five touchdowns. I believe that is one touchdown for every four attempts. Yeah, that was uh, insanely efficient last night. And uh, I really liked towards the end of the game where he started counting them up on his fingers. He went one, two, three, four, five. I just, I love the swagger that this guy brings to the team. He is full of poise. He, you got to remember, this guy's a redshirt freshman quarterback. He... Hardly played at all last year. Uh, he had uh, he was nine for ten. He he threw one incompletion last year, and he just decided to keep on you know keep that streak going this this uh, coming into this season. You know I hate to say it, but uh, Jack Cohn going down with an injury was definitely a blessing for this Badgers season. Jack Cohn is a very classy leader. Uh, you know it's a shame that he has to miss out on his senior season. However, um, you know Graham. Mertz brings a heck of a lot more swagger than Jack Cohn does. Jack is very much so more in line personality-wise, I think, with Paul Christ. Yeah. And so to have a little bit of um, change up in the pace is definitely good for this Badgers team, especially without Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and we'll get into the run game in just a minute, but Jack Cohn was a great, great game manager. He made just enough big plays last season to keep us competitive and really fill in the gaps that Jonathan Taylor left, which were not many. He carried he carried our football team last year. Uh, but we have a quarterback now. We haven't had a quarterback since Russell Wilson. I, really, if you think about Alex Hornibrook, eh. <laughs> Float the ball. Every yeah. ball he threw just sat there in the air. But he yeah. was precise, man. He was, he was precise. <laughs> uh, not – I, I – I, don't think he panned out very well in Florida State. No. Um, and then and then moving into Jack Cohen, he's you know, like like we said, he is a great game manager, but he completely lost his job last night. I Proto, do not, yeah, prototypical Wisconsin quarterback. I I don't see a situation in which Jack Cohn would take over again as the starter unless we see an injury to Graham Mertz. Uh, he's big. He just he looks like a taller Baker Mayfield, and he plays like Baker Mayfield. And and not that I think Baker Mayfield's like the greatest quarterback on earth, because that is absolutely not true. But I, I love this. <laughs> no, sorry, Baker. I, I love the swagger that Baker plays with, even though he's you know doesn't really live up to that. But I think Graham Mertz, just based on how he can just sling it, uh, really lived up to that last night. And. There was one point when he was 11 for 11 and was only had 89 yards. And the announcers for the game said, well, he's only averaging, you know, eight yards per completion. But he was also averaging eight yards per attempt. And when you think about quarterbacks in a good yards per attempt average, a solid yards per attempt average, you want to get into that 7 to 10 range. If you're in that 7 to 10 range, you're a really good quarterback. And... That's what he was averaging last night. And then he had that deep bomb right before half. Uh, was it Kendrick Pryor or... No, it was Danny Davis. Danny Davis. It was Danny Davis. Uh, Lovey Smith called blown coverage. I think Danny Davis just ran right past everybody and there was nobody back there. But Mertz put it right on him. It, 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 he just... He looks like 
a real quarterback, and we haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah, I don't think it's an overreaction to say we've finally got the quarterback that will allow us to compete with the SEC teams. Yeah, well, and getting a guy like Graham Mertz and, and him playing the way that he did last night makes me really excited for the future of Badger football just because of what we could potentially bring in because of him being here. Mm -hmm. This is a place where people can come, high four or five-star recruits can come, and they can develop into really good football players, and Grammar showed that last night. Yeah, especially since you're looking at teams like Ohio State, they bring in 25-star recruits, whereas we bring in maybe four or five a year, yeah. but we're still highly competitive so if, once we start getting more recruits like that, I don't think we'd have... Wisconsin will finally get the respect that they deserve from the power rankings. Absolutely. And thoughts about getting into the um, playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I also don't want to take anything away from the coaching staff from last night. I, I can't even imagine how tough of a job that could have been. Uh, first, coaching up a freshman quarterback and getting a team ready where we had such a weird and abbreviated off season. They, I mean, I, I can't imagine they had a ton of time together before uh, they suited up last night. And the atmosphere is completely different. So just getting, getting that team ready and looking as polished as they did last night, it, that, that speaks volumes about Paul Chris' leadership um, on the offensive end, and then Jim Leonard's leadership on the defensive end. Right. And you could say, oh, it's Illinois, you know, brush it off. But Lovey Smith is no slouch. They're a well-coached football team. Lovey Smith is a good football coach, and it's it kills me to see him just get demolished against teams that he he just can't compete with recruiting-wise. Did, uh, did they beat us last year? They beat us last yeah. year at, in in Illinois. Yeah. Gray hair and all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he uh, he looked he looked good last night, Lovey. You know, he, <laughs> he looked a he, little more polished. Yeah, he was he was clean shaved. You know, he. Uh, I, I watched his pre, uh, post game interview and and he gave a lot of credit to to Paul and and the coaching staff in Wisconsin and and he had great things to say about uh, Graham Mertz and. No. I, He's a very classy guy, yeah. and you know darn well he drew up a scheme to yeah. beat us, and we beat them. Yeah. So uh, he's a very good defensive mind, yeah. um, and so you know you can't just chalk this up to oh you know it's Illinois whatever. I think this will carry out carry throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, especially since you know we're known to be you know Wisconsin. We got a big front line. We just like to run down people's throats. So yeah. naturally, that's what probably almost every team that we'll ever play is going to try to scheme us is to stop the run game. And they weren't probably expecting this out of Mertz. Yeah, Tony, you bring up a really good point. I can't imagine anybody coming into this football game knew really what to plan for for Graham Mertz. And I, I maybe we caught him by surprise. Maybe Graham Mertz is a really good quarterback. I think we might be somewhere in between at this point. I, I think Graham is, has a ton of potential. He's got the body. He's got... He's got the arm. He can he can make as many throws as any other quarterback in the nation. But I really want to see him against uh, Michigan's defense. I really want to see him against Minnesota's defense or Iowa's defense. Well, and in a game where it's tight, where yes. you need to be the leader and you have to go out and win the game, yeah. not just, you know, 
save the game. Yeah, it's it's fun throwing five touchdown passes every night, but that's not going to happen every game. No. So uh, we'll we'll see. I I great start though for Graham. Yeah, definitely uh, something to be excited about. If there was one blemish uh, from the game last night, I think it was the run game. Nikia Watson was okay. He he really started. I think that the run game really started to wear on the defense starting in the second half, and in Groshek and and Watson were starting to open up a little bit. But we're going to need more out of our run game if we want to stay competitive in the Big Ten. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think another thing, too, I can't, I don't remember the name, and I barely got to watch the game, but the one part, uh, their Illinois middle linebacker is like their star defensive player. He beat, uh, Hanson. He got, he got knocked out pretty good. He had a concussion yeah. or something. His teammates even had to hold him up there. So I think that kind of helped him open it up a little bit. But yeah. like, like I said... Lovey Smith, he knows. He knows defense. He knows defense, and that's what they were there to do was to stop our run game. Yeah, yeah, and and they did a they did a really nice job with that. Uh, our offensive line, especially right away in the first few possessions for Wisconsin, it seemed like our run game just really had nowhere to go. And Tony, I think I think you bring up another great point. I think Lovey Smith knows how to coach up a defense, and they were ready for the run game. Um, I don't necessarily know <laughs> if they were ready for the passing game. Sorry, I think someone's vacuuming upstairs, and uh, we've got quite the noise. But we'll continue. We'll con- we'll continue anyways. <laughs> uh, so moving moving to the other side of the ball, the defense looked really solid. Isaiah Loudermilk is a mountain of a man, and he just wrecked uh, the offensive line for. They did for nothing. They didn't score any points. No. They yeah. couldn't move the ball. Yeah, the the they they had a few good runs from their quarterback. I think he had a couple of carries there that went for twenty plus. Um, but other than that, the Badgers held the ball for forty five minutes. That you, if if you can hold the ball for three quarters of the game, you're gonna win that football game, no matter who you are, no matter who you're playing. Um, but again, I I wonder how our defense will hold up against tougher competition. I think that Nebraska, uh, I think it's next weekend, they have a couple of quarterbacks there, uh, the Martinez kid and uh, Christian McCaffrey's younger brother. I, I think his name is Luke. Uh, they've got they've got some firepower uh, at the quarterback position. So it'll be interesting to see how our defense holds up against um, a little bit stiffer competition. We've got Rondell Moore from Purdue uh, in week three, and then we've got you know Michigan, Northwestern, who aren't always great offensively. But then Minnesota and Indiana, uh, those could those two offenses could represent a, a bunch of problems for for this Badgers defense uh, if we don't start maybe tightening things up, especially on those looking for those quarterback keepers. Yeah, you know defenses are as you've seen in the NFL, defenses are going to struggle more this year than they have in the past because of the yeah. lack of pre- preparation. Yeah. But our ace in the hole is Jim Leonard. Yeah, big time. Yeah. You know, you talk about scheming. He's the guy you want to have, and we would be darn lucky to even have him pass this year because right. he, he'll be you know, highly sought after as a head coach if we are even moderately successful this year with as far as defense. Honestly, I can't believe he hasn't been plucked away by somebody yet, yeah. either college or, or pros. He's, he is such a good defensive mind, and that it really represents his Badgers career as a player as well. Um, he was 
the quarterback of our Badger defense for for many years. Uh, he played for Rex Ryan, and Rex Ryan uh, also knows a lot about defense. And he had nothing but praise for what Jim Leonard did for his defenses uh, in Baltimore and in um, uh, for for the Jets. So uh, Jim Leonard knows defense, and I think we're gonna, I think we're really gonna see because I think this is probably the least talented defense we've had in a few years just we lost uh you know zag bond and in tj watt and uh, a few guys in the middle uh tj edwards who is always really good um over the last few years so it'll be interesting to see how jim leonard can kind of mold the guys that he has into the players that he needs uh but i have faith in him and he hasn't shown us anything in the past to to prove otherwise uh, other than you know the badger's gonna have a great defense again uh, looking ahead for the Badgers, let's let's take a look at the schedule and see, you know, just just kind of predict what we think could happen. We have Nebraska next weekend. We're at Nebraska. How do you guys feel about that game? I think that game, for the most part, should be like, eh, kind of like another Illinois. You know, they they got blown I mean, out by should... Ohio State today, fifty-two to seventeen. It was close in the first half. That at a few points, it was. Uh, Nebraska scored first. They were up seven nothing. Uh, they came. Ohio State scored twice in a row, and then uh, Nebraska tied it up again at fourteen. Yeah, Ohio State has a tendency to do that to people. They'll yeah. let them hang around for a quarter. two quarters or yeah. a quarter of the game, and then they just take off. So yeah. you know that's not a real surprising. Um, Nebraska, they always talk a big game. They've mm-hmm. always got very uh, a, a huge fan base that that likes to talk a lot of smack. But um, you know, it's just not their year. Yeah. I love knocking Nebraska on their ass. It's fun. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't see – I really don't see a scenario in which we lose that game. I, I don't think that'll be a tough tough game. Same kind of goes for Purdue at home uh, the following Because week. we're at home. Because we're they're, at home. They're tougher to play away. Purdue but... plays hard. And uh, they they were missing um, their star receiver today, Rondell Moore. Uh, he initially opted out of the season. And this will be kind of a situation to watch in the Big Ten – just to see if he does play this year. Uh, but he's a top 15, top 20 NFL draft pick next season and would obviously be a huge boon for their offense. So, uh, you know, I, I hope he's back because I would love to see what our defense can do against top flight players like Rondell Moore. Um, but, again, since we're at home, I, I really don't see a loss there. Uh, moving on to Michigan. We're at Michigan this year. What do you guys think about that game? I think we win and Jim Harbaugh loses his job. You think so? Yep. Is this is Jim Harbaugh finally on the hottest of hot seats? Oh, this year for why, sure. I don't see why not. I mean, everyone thought high praises of him. And, yeah, they've been a ranked team, you know, always kind of on the lower side. But I, I think they had higher expectations out of him as a coach. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think that they need to, you know, find a quarterback. They, they've been a quarterback away for Jim Harbaugh's entire... His entire like, tenure. Tenure at, at Michigan. And it's disappointing because we want the Big Ten to be successful. And when the Big Ten's successful, it has Ohio State and it has Michigan um, as two of their you know best teams. And, and obviously, Wisconsin should belong up in that echelon. But Michigan's been down, and it's not been good for the Big Ten. Uh, I... I Think that we could run into some issues uh, at Michigan, especially on offense. Uh, Michigan's always got a really good defense, and I think that's one game to look out for. Well, 
And here's the thing. Graham Mertz is a freshman. Is He's a not going to play like he did, and we can't expect him to play that way in every mm-hmm. single game this season. We're going to have our road bumps. Hopefully it's against a team like that and not against a team like Nebraska. Right. Um, I, 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 I really, truly think that Michigan might be our first loss of the season. Uh, and then we follow that up with a tough, tough road game at Northwestern. Northwestern always plays us tough. Uh, Scott Fitzgerald's a heck of a football coach. He knows what he's doing, and he really knows how to build a program. And he has really built Northwestern up into a, a true contender in the Big Ten, not on the level of, say, Ohio State or Wisconsin, but of bowl eligible year in and year out, you know, top 25 most years. Um, how do you guys feel about the Northwestern game? This, to me, this rivalry between Northwestern and Wisconsin football reminds me a lot of the basketball rivalry between Marquette and Wisconsin. Yeah. It's a really big deal for Marquette, and Marquette goes out and is very scrappy against Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin is usually the better, higher-ranked team overall, yeah. um, but they always play them tough, and a lot of times Marquette comes away with it. Northwestern is exactly the same. Wisconsin is almost always the better team, yeah. um, but Northwestern plays their hearts out every single time. It's always a it's always a shaky one, especially when we're playing them away. Well, that always comes down to coaching too. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just they know how to play against us. They got they got our number for some reason. Well, and I wonder if I wonder if having a world beater at quarterback like Graham Mertz could change things. Um, I guess we'll see. I, one game is is really hard to make predictions on for for an entire season, especially with a freshman quarterback, but. If he can play, if he can resemble any sort of the guy that he was last night, I think we're in really good shape. Um, I, I think that we can squeak that one out. It, it'll probably be a tough game because they're so well-coached and well-disciplined and we're away, but I, I still think the Badgers can can take that one. And it doesn't get any easier from here. Uh, we've got Minnesota at home and then Indiana at home, and Indiana just beat Penn State today. Indiana, since when do you have a football team? Seriously. They they're running all over the place. They're they've been a high scoring offense for the past I don't know, fifty years. Not just that's that's an exaggeration, <laughs> but they've been a high scoring offense in, in the past, and they they put it together and really made some stops on defense today against Penn State. They had a couple interceptions right away in the first half. Uh, one I believe turned out to be a pick six, and it's just it's. Indiana's got they've always been interesting. They've all that offense, the pistol offense has always given the Badgers fits on defense. Uh so I wonder I wonder if we'll be able to keep up. Tony, any uh any input on Minnesota or Indiana? I mean, a lot of people just kind of blow off Indiana cuz it's cuz that's because it's Indiana. Because they're a basketball school. They're they're a basketball school. Where the heck are they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minnesota. Probably Indiana. It is a state. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota, you know, the border battle. Yeah. Paul Bunyan's axe. I don't know. Was it last year or two years ago when people made a big hype of the game and we kind of just... It was last year. last year. We dominated yeah. them in the snow. Yeah. And uh, I, I hate P.J. Flack. Their head coach is such a douche. I, I just don't. I, I just don't. I just don't think it's gonna be much of a game. Oh, I like the row the boats like, thing. I just don't get it. I think I saw they were ranked this week. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Why? Well, they're playing. They're playing Michigan right now. Um, I don't have a score update, but I really hope Michigan's just just pounding the crap out of them. I I really do not like PJ Fleck. He rubs me the wrong way. 
Uh, he seems like he's one of those like big time you rah rah guys, but hasn't really backed it up a ton in Minnesota. I mean, he had him okay last year, but who did they play before they got demolished by the Badgers? Uh, so I really, truthfully, I think Minnesota could give us a little bit of issue this year, but I'm not too concerned. I think the big trap game there is going to be Indiana. And uh, I, I could see us losing either to Minnesota or Indiana, but if I were to put money on it, my, my bet would be the Indiana game would, would give us the most trouble. So, Which is okay. It's okay to lose a game oh, right before the end of the season because yeah. you kind of regroup and then go into hopefully a bowl game yeah. uh, with a little bit of resetting mentality. And, and I think we've got a relatively easy one, even though it's at Iowa. Um, you know, I don't think they have the horsepower to get it done this year. No, and, and they've got they've got some turbulence going on with that with that football team and, and just the culture that they've that they've built at the University of Iowa. There's some things that came out this summer um, about racial equity and um, different things that are going on there. So I and I don't know enough about it to speak on it, but I, I just I wonder where they're at as a football team coming into the season and uh, how they're going to be able to overcome that adversity. Speaking of losses, uh, the can Packers. We, can we just forget about it? I want to tell you who's losing right now. Minnesota's losing to Michigan 21-10 to with 15 seconds left in the first quarter. Ah, uh, Okay, so we do have a score update. Big Blue is beating Minnesota, the row the boats guy, 21-10 to <laughs> in the first quarter. Michigan, who doesn't have a quarterback? All right, all right, moving on. Hey, but Minnesota doesn't really have their kicker or punter. Pretty, <laughs> yeah. They oh, are vital. Oh, man. Who the hell doesn't go into a game without a kicker or a punter? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably left him on the boat. Uh, <laughs> so, so kind of transitioning out of college football. And Do back we really in, want to talk about this? I, I think we need to because I said something really stupid yeah, you, last you week. You had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> we really, we were... We were, we're going to go 16 and 0. <laughs> you know, if I would have been here, I would have said no. For yeah, well, you were, on, baby, you were babysitting the kids, so yeah. I got a little babies. carried away. I apologize. I will take all of the credit for the loss last week, uh, but I will also take all of the credit for the absolute whooping that we're going to hand the Texans tomorrow. Um. But seriously, how stupid was I to say we were going to go undefeated? That was really yeah. dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um, the offense looked awful. About as stupid as Aaron Rodgers' touchdown celebration. <laughs> that didn't wasn't even that a touchdown. That was okay. I I do want to talk about that. That <laughs> celebration. Can we not? <laughs> at least fair. he at least he celebrated. Was he double? <laughs> was he double pumping? Yeah. <laughs> what was not that? Not real sure what he was doing. <laughs> And Maybe don't the know camera why. angle was off. Did he know what he was doing? Like, <laughs> why did it take so long? Why? <laughs> okay, that was that's just, enough. Oh my gosh, that was that. I felt like that came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, I, he took a big hit, and I think he just wanted to prove that he was doing all right, and uh, gave us a little show. You know, the title belt would have been just fine. Um, the title belt would have been great, <laughs> but you know, he had to. He had to do some Aaron Rodgers stuff. Um, yeah, this offense looked terrible last week. Uh, my my biggest question coming away from the game is, why did Jamal Williams only have five touches? I think Sorry, the, five targets. He had four carries and one target in the passing game. I don't think he had a catch. I think the big issue is just that we were, 
once we got down, we got down quick. Yeah. Or they were afraid, you know, just that momentum swing from going from 10 to nothing to 14 to 10. Yeah. I mean, and their offense only had to get one yard to get 14, or yeah. to be up 14 to 10. Right. Um. So then they, I don't know if they just got into panic mode and thought they had to pass more. You know but. who his, is historically awful at playing from behind? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And he showed that, you know, very mm. clearly in, in that game. Part of it, I think, was just being down in the floor of sunshine and, yeah. Just, he, he was force-feeding Devontae. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. And a lot of players just did not look good. Like, Devontae yeah. looked terrible. He was running away from the he ball every catch. Uh, that one that he caught, he was running backwards. He didn't even attempt, it didn't even look like he attempted to put his feet on the inbounds. He had plenty yeah. of room. He could have done it. He just walked right out of bounds. Yeah. You know, it would have been a first and ten, but instead it stopped a drive and we had to punt the ball. Right. And that was a key um, possession, too, because we were down 10 to 14. It was that possession after they scored their second right. touchdown. But so, when we really needed to get something going yeah. and we just couldn't. Yeah. Devontae just, he looked like crap. I, it just kind of the whole team, they just kind of had that pathetic look to them yeah like they weren't prepared well well after and, their and bye week which historically the bad packers have been terrible after a bye week especially with matt lafleur so is it a fluke or a trend it's a little bit of both i believe you know is this are these the green bay packers that we're going to see from here on out absolutely not i hope not i, no. I don't want to watch another. i'd we were we were at your guys place for the game and and uh i packed up my kids early and went home it was that was absolutely <laughs> pathetic, uh, and it was I, I have no regrets about that because it was just terrible. Uh, I, I really hope I think that the this Jets is... game was more interesting. Than yes, the seriously, <laughs> and that's that is absolutely pathetic because weren't they playing the Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I really hope that this was a fluke. I think it is. Uh, Matt Lafleur is a better coach than that, and just. The, the terrible awfulness on, on offense, I think, really comes back to him and just not getting his guys ready to play. Uh, defensively, is it Mike Pettin's time to go? Yes. When, when, at what point do we say, okay, we've given you, we've given you high, high price free agents, we've given you an outstanding young cornerback in Jair Alexander, when are you going to turn this around? Yeah, I mean, we went into the season, everyone was touting Green Bay secondary as the best in the league. Yeah. They certainly haven't shown it thus far. No. Um, so he I hasn't schemed them Alexander. into good positions. Yeah. I understand we're coming off of COVID and, and defenses aren't yeah. going to look as good, but there are a couple, namely Pittsburgh. Um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay that are looking <laughs> a heck of a lot better than our yeah. unit. And, you know, we still haven't filled the gap in the middle. Yeah, And, and you think that that would be... How how could we not have known that an historically injured player like Christian Kirksey wouldn't get hurt this season? Three games, four games in. Yeah, seriously. And uh, who knows when we're going to see him back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did see that we just activated Kamal Martin uh, today and bumped him up to the active roster. So hopefully we'll get to see a little bit of him tomorrow. Um, Kenny Clark was back and, and that was really nice to see uh it didn't other than that it wasn't much <laughs> other than that it yeah it wasn't great uh I, I think that tampa bay really exposed the holes that we have as a football team 
we don't have a second option in the receiving game. It was really nice to think that when we were playing the Falcons and just beating the beating the heck out of, out of them. beating the heck out of the, the the Lions, but we don't have a solidified second receiving option. Not one that's consistent anyways. And we don't yeah. we are missing a, at least one defensive end. Uh, an interior lineman on the defense and uh, an interior linebacker to to help in that run, in the run game. I mean, Rojo should not be should not be getting going over 100 yards against well, anybody this no. season. No, and um, I mean, has Rashawn Gary been under Mike Patton the entire time that Mike Patton's been there? Yeah. Yes, yes. Because why has he not developed? Well, I so I want to I want to pump the brakes a little bit on Rashawn Gary. I think that he started to break out right away and then got hurt. Uh, this last week was his first week back uh, from injury, so I want to give him just a, the the tiniest of passes, uh, just due to that. He gets one more week. He gets one. More, yeah. But he's on the. He's on the. <laughs> one injury. more week. He, it is decided. He's on limited. Hey, he better show up versus David Johnson, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's very limited this the week. Thirty-year-old. Well. That's yeah. the other issue: injuries. I mean, yep. we'll get back, we'll get to that later because that's going to be, a, I think, an issue this week. Yeah. For us. As much as we think we might roll over to the Texans, I think we're going to have a tougher time than yeah. we think. Uh, so we need to start thinking of ways that we can fill some of these holes. And obviously there's no draft in the middle of the season. So let's talk about some some potential trade candidates. Um, number one, J.J. Watt. We're playing him this weekend. He's got a really good opportunity to show off to Brian Gutkin said he still has it. And... Houston's a dumpster fire. I, I can't imagine that they're going to hold on to anybody uh, not named Deshaun Watson for for the rest of this season if they're going to get some decent draft capital in return. What do you guys think about trying to swing a trade for, for J.J. Watt? Oh, he'd be huge for um, you know just the state of Wisconsin. Would it be like picking up Reggie White? Yes. Better. I th- J.J. Watt is younger in his career than Reggie was, correct? Uh, I, don't, I can't remember when... Um, I can't remember how old Reggie was when he came Reggie over. did not have the injury history. I don't believe that J.J. Watt no. does. But I think J.J. Watt's got a, maybe well, a little bit more potential Let's just Reggie. put a freaking cast on an entire body and let him go at it. Do you think he'll be good? <laughs> <laughs> he'll that be better than what we've got. <laughs> Tyler Lancaster, look out. Always injured J.J. Watt's coming for your job, man. Well, Lancaster's out this week, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah. no, just having that second person on the defensive line just to take a little bit of heat off of Kenny Clark, like he'll still get double teamed. Um, but we need somebody we need some, else. We need, we need somebody to else. capitalize. We on need that. somebody nobody to get double teamed. Yeah. We there nobody on our front front four or front five Wait, are getting why, double why teamed. Why are we paying right Kenny Clark what we are if he's not getting double teamed? Okay, he showed us that he deserves to make that money in the first few weeks. In the first, definitely against Dalvin Cook in the first game of the season. Dalvin Cook did not start running all over us we'll until see, Kenny we'll Clark went out. We'll see how he does when we play them again. I, I think that Kenny Clark needs a week or two to get back from injury, and he will be back to his all-pro form. Um, he's he's young. The thing about Kenny is he is young. He is, what, 24, 25 still? And he's been around for forever. He knows he knows how to play no tackle in the NFL, and he's a really good one. Um, so just because... You know, he can't get it done by himself doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve that money. Uh, yeah, he's never had a middle linebacker behind him. He's not had hardly any help around him, especially on the defensive line. But getting a guy like J.J. Watt would not only free up Kenny Clark, 
it would also free up the Smith brothers, who have not been playing that great this season no. on the so outside Darius has been spotty. Preston Smith has been non-existent. Has been non-existent. I, the, he's, it seems like he's just kind of disappeared. Yeah, it was kind of weird because the one game I saw him, he like just completely like ran by some guy and he turned around and I'm like, who the heck is 91? He looks like an idiot. It's yeah. like, oh, I mean, it's one thing. Guy. It's one thing if you're blown up plays, you don't maybe make the tackle, but you're containing mm. and, and redirecting the making play. a good football play. But nobody's talking about that. You haven't seen that out of yeah. him. Well, he has been he's been pretty pretty poorly graded by Pro Football Focus as well throughout the uh, first part of the season. So yeah, JJ Watt would be honestly if we could get anything, JJ Watt would be the guy that I would want first. Mm. Um, Julio Jones would be a close second. I think that, uh, along with the Texans, the Falcons are also a dumpster fire. They're not going anywhere. They just fired their coach and GM. And uh, Julio needs Julio needs a guy I who's going to take chances with him. And I think Aaron Rodgers is that guy. As well. He wants to get the heck out of I, I don't blame him. He Look, needs to play for a contender. I think He's Julio, too talented to not play for a contender. I think Julio wants to come to Green Bay. I don't think it would be a great thing for Green Bay. Devontae Adams is the number one. If you bring in another guy who is maybe more of a number one, I don't think that's going to mesh well with the team. Yes, it sounds really good on paper, but I think we need a guy more like Will Fuller who can reliably extend the field. So he's your slot guy. When he plays. When he plays. That's correct. (laughs) That is correct. But I I don't think we need another number one receiver. I think we need a very good slot receiver. But if we don't have a tight end and we have We have Tanya. yeah, but okay, where was Bob Tanyan last weekend? Hurt. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So <laughs> that's my favorite word. <laughs> so, so what I'm what I, I I guess I don't see the problem with having two number one receivers. I I think that that would do nothing but open up for one or the other. I mean, somebody's gonna be open if we have Julio and Devontae at, on the field at the same time. Whether that's one of those two or. Tony's guy MVS in the in the slot or in the middle of the field yes. wherever. However, these guys are big names and other Julio Jones, AJ Green have done are big names, number one receivers on other teams. Aaron Rodgers is so finicky, I think that he would have a hard time integrating that into the offense yeah. with Devontae Adams. He's got such a rapport with Devontae. I don't know that bringing in another number one wide out who does so many things like Julio Jones does it because also Aaron Rodgers doesn't just throw the ball up for them to go get it yeah they need to be open yeah. for him to throw it to them will they get open yes but um to, I, I just think we degree. need a I think we need a number two slot guy that would be the most successful that's not going to draw a bunch of attention to the locker room um and can, can kind of fly under the radar a little bit yeah, well I think if we bring in a guy like Julio Jones uh Julio and either MVS, Lazard, or EQ would play on the outside, and Devontae would shift to the inside. Devontae is twitchy enough that he can play that that slot receiver role. Oh, yeah. He runs really, really good routes. That's how he gets open. Devontae's not that fast. He gets open because he's a good route runner, and he uses his body uh, as leverage against the smaller defenders, and he would just feast in the slot. I think about what Tampa Bay just did when they brought in A.B., Antonio Brown and Mike Evans are going to play the outside. And Chris Godwin, his fantasy stock just rose through the roof because he is going to eat up the slot. He's No linebacker or safety is going to be able to keep up with him. I want that for Devontae Adams, and I think that we need to bring in a guy like Julio. Maybe even Will Fuller could potentially be that guy, but he needs to stay healthy. If, if he wants 
to get out of Houston. I can't imagine anybody who wouldn't. Okay. Uh, he needs about, to stay healthy. So not Will Fuller. What about Mike Williams? Are, is Mike Williams on the trade block? I, he No, but theoretically. I a would, guy like him, more like him. Who I, plays opposite of a, a true number one receiver. I would love Mike Williams. I I, I would love a guy with his skill set and, and physical, um, just just off the charts physically. He's tall. He's fast. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if if Los Angeles. I almost said San Diego. I don't know if Los Angeles is going to be wanting to unload any young skill players right now because they've got a heck of a quarterback in Justin Herbert that they want to be able to develop. But yes, theoretically, yes, I would love a guy like Mike Williams. Um, I just I, I don't know. I Julio seems like the the most logical trade partner. He's got a few years left on his contract, so we wouldn't have to re-sign him at the end of the season. Um, Will Fuller is obviously younger, but he's got he and he and Julio. I feel like get hurt at the same at the same rate. That both of them are injury prone. I don't want AJ Green anymore. Uh, he has not played well with Joe Burrow, and he has also not taken it well. And he's started to show some some discontent in Cincinnati. And he's not making those effort plays that he used to when he was younger in his career. And that has been really disappointing to me. And I don't think we need to bring in a guy who's going to cause problems in our locker room. And when I think about Julio Jones, J.J. Watt, Will Fuller, they're not going to cause problems in our locker room. I, I got uh, another suggestion here, too. Um, he's been kind of a player, you know, once A.B. left Pittsburgh, he had to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. This year, he's really struggling Last year of his rookie contract, the Juju, juju bug, the Juju, yeah, get the good Juju over here. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really watched him too much. I just know he, he was pretty successful, you know, last with year, AB. And, and especially well, with yeah. Antonio, yeah. So I, I think he kind of also needs that, that receiver above him, yeah, and then just to bring him into Green Bay, maybe. Um, under Adams and you know fill in that second spot I think I think that would be great he's young he I I think he wants to be better than what he's been putting out there this season so far and he's just not getting the looks from Ben he's also not getting open Uh, so Tony I think I think you're right on there with just a guy that is kind of that Randall Cobb Juju and Randall Cobb are completely different football players just that but they, they need yeah. to be, they can't be a first option mm-hmm. in offense, and, and they've both proven that. So, uh, yes, I think Juju would also be a logical partner uh, for Aaron Rodgers and, and Devontae Adams. I, I guess I, what I really want is we need something. We can't just stand pat because Tampa Bay exposed us last weekend, and we need to be better than that. And I don't think we can get better unless we make some upgrades on our roster. That's look at making us look pretty stupid to not have drafted a wide receiver. And, Absolutely. And it's only getting worse because then they go and pick up Antonio Brown. Yeah, I know. You know <laughs> a I week know. after making us look absolutely terrible. I know, I know. Tony, what's going on with the injury bug this week? Oh, man, we got a whole almost more than quarter of our team but having some sort of injury. You got 16 people on an injury list. You going to read them all off? <laughs> you want me to? Might as well. <laughs> okay, I might slaughter some of these names. Here we go. <laughs> Montravius Adams, uh, Alexander, Bakhtiari, uh, Chris Barnes, Swervin Irvin, Rashawn Gary. Big shocker there. <laughs> um, so the one that I'm kind of worried about, but 
uh, is Aaron Aaron Jones. Oh, is that um, why you picked up Jamal Williams in fantasy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he might get one more touch this week. <laughs> Kevin goes, goes for four to five. Yep. Kevin King. Big, big whoop, shocker. Big shocker, big whoop. Yeah. Uh, Tyler oh, Lancaster, God. you know, J.J. Watt. <laughs> Get in that cast, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mercedes Lewis, Corey Lindsley. Oh, uh, that's a tough one. Darnell that's, Savage, the tough. Smith brothers. St. Brown still isn't back from his injury from last oh, year. He looked like crap last weekend. And good old Bob Tanyan. Yeah. Uh, Here we go, Sternberger. Seriously, well, we, we're going to need something. And uh, I just had, not only was that hard to listen to, it, it was just, it's like that's a long list of names. Well, and it's so bad because we've only played one game after a bye week, and yeah. we just have over a quarter of our team down. Like, yeah. That, that's just... It's going to be tough to overcome. That's going to be tough to overcome. Even against these teams that have their backs against the wall and have nothing to really play for except to screw someone over. Yeah. You know? So what do you guys what do you guys think about the Texans this week? Are we going to win? I think we'll win. I think it's not going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a pretty darn no, close game. No, it's going to be a close game. Yeah. I think it's going to be a shootout. And yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be on his, uh, his best FU well, type he, game. So I, I'm really hoping to see a big game out he of He is the best in the league at doing that. He uh, he is the best player with a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And and he's proven that many, many times. But uh, the first four games this year specifically uh, come to mind. Well, yeah, and it's like, yeah, who have we really played? Well, know, New Orleans was tough. Yeah. New Orleans was tough. And um, the Vikings are... are I wanted to say looking better, but uh, then they got blown up by the Falcons this past week. So and it's like, who knows? Yeah, they're players now too. So. Yeah, they got rid of Gaku. I mean, you must be pretty. They they have to see the writing on the wall there, and I think Mike Zimmer's uh, just about done in Minnesota. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Cousins is either. Is either? Uh, he's not. He's just not performing up to that contract. Um, He'll go to the Washington Football Team. And, and he'll probably play, you know, mediocre. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move into the NFL this week. We, the three of us really think that the Packers will probably pull out a close one against the Texans. Uh, so let's let's preview, uh, what is it, week seven in the NFL? We got shame of the week and game of the week. Tony, why don't you start us off? Oh, well, my shame of the week. And it's really just kind of a shame of an entire division. Mm-hmm. Uh Dallas versus Washington. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares about this division? <laughs> Seriously, they had. I was watching this thing where they have a potential of a team to go four and twelve and, and make, still the, make playoffs. the playoffs. How pathetic is that? Don't even bother if you see anyone in that division playing a game. Go Don't do watch. something else. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, on a more positive note. My my game of the week is against two other division rivals, and I think it's going to be who's going to win that division. It's the Seahawks in Arizona. Yeah. Seahawks, you know, they're just a good team. Yeah. Uh, with Russell Wilson, and, you know, the Seahawks are trying to make some moves, too, on their roster to make themselves better as well. But Arizona, I just think they're kind of a wild card this year, kind of like how, you know, you picked them to win the division. I picked yeah. the Seahawks. But I'm actually kind of excited to watch 
Arizona play, especially watching them play last week and just kick the crap out of that. I'm not even going to say their name. They, they were terrible. But yeah, they were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, Arizona's offense, they really came alive last week. And, that was fun. And their quarterback only completed 9 of 24 passes. Yeah. So he didn't even have a good game. Right. You know, he had one long um, reception to Kirk. Yeah, you know, to he had score. Christian Kirk had two big yeah. catches and and that that really helped. But overall, that Arizona offense looked pretty polished. Yeah, so I think that will be a game that there's actually a couple games this week. But I is would that say the Sunday night football game? That one Arizona Seahawks. Yes, that one is. And then just to kind of mention a few other games that I'm kind of excited to are the Buccaneers and Raiders and oh, way to steal my thunder, dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and the Panthers and the Saints. I think the, that's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm excited for that. So. That's an early slate Sunday too, isn't it? Panthers uh, Saints. Panthers Saints. Yes. Yeah. New cool. game. Yeah. That division is still wide open. Yeah. Um, I've got the same shame of the week. Dallas. Dallas and the Washington football team. Yeah. Uh, I just want to put in a quick plug for how awful Andy Dalton is. Yeah. Especially for my fantasy football team. You know, I was I had these high <laughs> expectations, but you cannot have expectations for a guy who has never won a playoff game. Been to eight, never won a single one. Did you drop him last week? Yes. Thank you. I picked him up this week. <laughs> I re- that, that, that speaks volumes you, about my quarterback you know, situation right now. <laughs> you know, and, and the very interesting thing is that Amari Cooper, who's been a very, you know, stale fantasy football player, everyone's expecting him, you know, to be the guy yeah. because he's the most experienced receiver on their offense. He's a good receiver. He's, uh, he's going to come out dandy with Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton loves to throw to experienced receivers yeah. like A.J. Green. Yep. Um, so he's going to come out well, and I think C.D. Lamb is going to drop off a little bit, not because of skills, but because yeah. Andy Dalton just has just preferentially targets <laughs> the, the guy with more experience. Yeah, look for Gallup and Cooper to, well, to just explode and it was, potentially in Dalton's offense if, if very, Dalton can pull together. It was Sorry. very evident last week, too, that Andy Dalton kept targeting um, Cooper. Cooper. Yeah. Um, and but he just wasn't, he, he, he just wasn't couldn't get it there. He couldn't get it done. Yeah. You know? um, game of the week. It was kind of an oddball, but I am intrigued by this matchup. Niners Patriots. Oh. Uh, you've got Jimmy Garoppolo playing his former team. You know, still trying to prove whether or not he's even a second tier NFL quarterback. I truly. Don't, man, they've got to be looking at that hundred and thirty seven million dollars that they gave him a few years ago and, and asking thinking, why. WTF man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean they've they've relied so heavily on their run game and they've had so many injuries in their yeah. run game this year that he's really got to step it up. Yeah. Uh, and they're he's playing a, a legitimate defense in in the Patriots. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays. And I'm still, you know, very intrigued by Cam Newton. He God, sat he out that like game. Crap last weekend. He did. He and he but he came off of covid so maybe that yeah. had some you know underlying effects oh, uh, i still am a, a big believer that him and belichick can kind of keep a run going and, really and maybe even pull out that division so yeah. um just because the patriots as a whole are experienced at winning well, yeah, and you know who's not the bills there i was gonna, i was just gonna say the bills are starting to slip yeah and uh you know because Allen, he hasn't shown that he can win against big time teams. He right. can put up great numbers against teams that are, eh, you know, inferior. Up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he cannot. He hasn't shown that he can, you know, beat the the guy. He can't be, beat them as the underdog. Right. Um, my shame, and and I asked these guys before we started, but my shame of the week. Is it too late to say it was the Giants and Eagles? No. That was. I mean, watching Daniel Jones fall <laughs> is just like the the definition of 
James. Don't watch this football game. It's terrible. <laughs> Don't watch this entire football division. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely pathetic that the shames of the week, all three of them contain all four teams from the <laughs> NFC East. <laughs> that just shows you how bad this division is. I uh, mean, Carson Wentz finally uh, was able to get something going. Uh, thank God he's got, you know, Travis Fulgham and... In uh, Boston Scott, I guess. But they won by one point. <laughs> I know, I know. And and I truly, I felt bad for Daniel Jones when he fell. Yeah, he <laughs> seems like, like a nice guy. He's, and he was running really fast. He was. He had a really good, good looking <laughs> he, stride he, he going. Good stride. Yeah. Just, I just don't understand how there was nobody around. There's like, no dude, one within ten yards. Dude, just like ease up and, a little. <laughs> That's funny, is you watch that video over and over again, and you just see the Eagles defensive players that are closer to him just give up. He could have probably walked. He could have walked the last 25 but yards. But he really wanted to show mom he had some wheels, so he kept on rolling. Uh, Sorry, Dan. Anyways, oh man, Daniel, I I just I we wish you, you I wish you the best, man. Keep your uh, dimes. <laughs> Don't try running again. No, yeah, just yeah, yeah, just slow down. Be uh, a little bit more like Eli. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my game of the week. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Bucks and Raiders can put put together in a in a football game. You know, the the Buccaneers have a really good defense. The Raiders have had a pretty good offense. I mean, they put up some points on the Chiefs. Uh, Josh Jacobs is you know a pretty decent young running back in the league. And he scored multiple touchdowns a couple times now this year. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that matchup. I, I really think that Tom Brady is going to heat up. I actually, in, in fantasy football, I just traded uh, Ryan Tannehill. And I got Tom Brady in return for part of a package for uh, another player. But I was really, I'm really excited to get Tom Brady. I think now with AB and all of the weapons, I mean... It, Talk about a guy who's never had weapons before in, in, in New England. And that's kind of debatable. I mean, he had Randy Moss and Gronk and, you know, Julian Edelman and he were on a, a really good wavelength. But a guy who, quote unquote, has not had weapons before, he has... A, he's surrounded by them. He's, he's now surrounded by, like, luxurious cars. You know what he does not? <laughs> he does not have the running game that he had in, in New England. He doesn't have the versatility out of the backfield. Which... I, I can't believe they didn't make a run for Le'Veon Bell. Like, I that was... I, I know that they signed Leonard Fournette, and they've got Rojo, and they've got Keyshawn Vaughn, who's a decent uh, rookie, and, and don't I, they, they have don't, LaShawn they McCoy? Yeah, I think they don't use Leonard Fournette appropriately. Well, Leonard Fournette's been hurt, and they have not used him appropriately um, when he has been available. I just... I can't believe that Bruce Arians didn't make a run for Le'Veon Bell. I think he would have been a perfect fit for that offense. And really given them kind of that that Super Bowl offense vibe, but uh, they didn't, and they settled for Antonio Brown, which you know is is awesome, and I think that's really gonna you know set send Tom Brady at least to another NFC Championship game. I I wonder uh, if it's gonna be enough Ooh, to get out of the big NFC. Big potatoes. NFC I know. Championship game. I know. Man. Well, you know what? He hasn't been yeah. to one yet, so yeah. you guys, you guys were laughing at me for them winning the division. I, yeah. I don't see them going that far. I think Antonio Brown is a big name. Um, do I think he's going to go in there and produce right away? No, no I think he's going to be more of a distraction. He's going to pull guys on the defense and, yeah. and open up the field for other players. But 
I don't know. I'm still not sold on Tom Brady, you know, going the distance. He's yeah. in his 40s. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does to that locker room as well. AB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't see him maturing within what a year, half year. Well, if there's if there's a quarterback that can potentially help, it's Tom Brady. You know, he tried to help him in in New England, and obviously that didn't work out. Um, but Tom Brady is is a good role model, I think, for AB. And uh, Bruce Arians, I don't think, is going to put up with any of his BS. So if there's something that's going on, I, I think Bruce is smart enough to just cut the cord as, as soon as, you know, trouble starts brewing. And, um, and I think he, he has a, you know, he has a relationship with AB. I, I believe he was his offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh for a little while. Um, I, I could be way off there, but um, I'm pretty sure that their, times, their, their, their paths crossed at one point or another in Pittsburgh. Um, but anyways, I, I, I just, I think, I think he could be an important piece of that offense. Quick plug. Who's going to do better? Des Bryant, AB. Ooh, that's a tough one. I Des Bryant goes into a situation where there's no other receivers other than Hollywood Brown, who is still clearly developing. Um, I, I just, Des has been out, for, been two out years. for too long. Yeah. Yeah. I think AB is going to be a better, thing. better player this year. I'm going with Des Bryant. You just don't like AB. No, I don't. <laughs> I, you know, it's not even to me the whole AB situation might not even be just AB being himself. Yeah. It also could be Mike Evans. He's got attitude problems. I mean, you yeah. look at him, and he, I don't think he's gonna want to be. Oh yeah, I'm gonna step down and be the number two receiver, or I am the number one. Right. Why are we bringing in this other guy? Because right. he's also competing against Godwin. You mm-hmm. know and. <clears throat> He obviously is showing that he's Godwin, O.J. Howard, okay. Rob Gronkowski. I mean, they've just got so many guys mm-hmm. there. And it'll be interesting to see how they spread the wealth. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for you this week. Uh, go Pack Go. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll look forward yeah. to seeing you guys next week. Yeah, stay safe and don't watch the NFC East. Do not watch the NFC East. Daniel Jones, slow down. Just a little bit, man. You'll be fine. All right. Wear your helmet. Wear your, <laughs> wear your helmet. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend.